0: OG.
1: Oh, 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 Golly, gosh, O oh, G.
2: It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillio. But it was something new. I mean, doing something old, but we're we'll back, so it's basically new. Here we go.
1: Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovias, Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties, and thanks to copiers Plus for presenting Ovius and Gillio. You might not understand this. You might not know this unmanaged printers can eat into your profits joe you don't want that so what you want to do is contact copiers plus at copiers-plus.com and you can get that consultation to understand where 90 percent of businesses do not manage printing expenses and track printing costs and that's a really easy way to save money it just starts with
2: a consultation go to copiers-plus.com do you know what you don't know you don't know what you don't know. So <laughs> wow. you, seriously, the best thing to do is ask and ask the people at Copiers Plus. Hey, how can you help me save money? How's it? How's that going to hurt you? It's not. Copiers Copiers Plus dot com. That is the most. That is the most football thing you've ever said. Just for you, man. Wow,
1: I'm really impressed, man. I'm really impressed. Not as impressive as this clock, though. Look at that thing. The clock is amazing. Look at that thing. Amazing. So when we were in Greensboro for the Wyndham. I had stumbled across a Hardy's basketball from a 1991 ACC tournament, all right? And I just tweeted out, we used to be a conference, a proper conference, Joe. And a lot of people bring it back, memories. I'm pretty sure if you were of a certain age, you had that basketball at some point. And one of our listeners said, yeah, but there's this, an OG from 1971 clock that still has South Carolina on it. And the representation of the deadline,
2: by the way, because it's from 1971, the year that they left. Yes. Like
1: the best part about this clock, though, is how many versions of NC State logos do you have? Like you have the official seal. There's like an NSC, which I've never, ever seen ever. There's a strange (laughs) like big bad wolf version of Mr. Wolf. There's the slobbering wolf playing basketball, but it's a basketball clock. But Ramsey's is wearing a football helmet. I'm really confused by this clock. But it's amazing, and I had to put it up today.
2: And you haven't even mentioned the best part, which is the <laughs> South Carolina, the chicken. <laughs> Colton Tudor, my mentor, used to call them the chickens. And I'm like, why do you call them the chickens? Well, now I see it. Now you know why. Now I see they it. They look like chickens.
1: Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Speaking of NC State, NC State seems to be the, the greasy wheel that needs to be greased with the big news of the day. There was a huge, I would say, historic lease agreement signed with the Centennial Authority with the Carolina Hurricanes and PNC arena that affects NC state and the redevelopment of that area. Okay. And on today's show, we'll be talking to Tom Dundon. I'm sorry. We'll be talking to Don Waddell. We hope to talk to Tom Dundon in the future, but we're talking to president general manager Don Waddell a little bit later on about what this means and also their off season and Philip Isley, who's the chairman of the Centennial Authority. Uh, He's been with the board since 2011, but he's been the chair since 2021 and trying to land this plane that's been going on for a few years now.
2: And remember, for context purposes, the Centennial Authority was created because the arena was originally an NC State project, which was then needed mm-hmm. Peter Karmanis' money to be finished. So you had these two entities. And so they created a third entity, the Centennial Authority, to basically make decisions on how to run the arena. Throughout, throughout
1: this entire process, there has been a lot of worrying, hand-wringing about parking, yes, about tailgating. Be careful,
2: be careful now with our our constituents
1: here. I, I understand. Don't let me rep. I'm trying to be as gentle as possible when it comes to this, but I felt like that there was a response from one of our listeners, Jim, who said, "Ready for this take about tailgating and parking to take its place next to passouts and back to Reynolds in the discourse." And it made me wonder. Diamond Jim, yeah. It made me wonder where. Does I think the tailgating and the redevelopment of the area now goes on to the Mount Rushmore of NC State complaints? Like if if we needed a summer topic to kill an hour and solicit tweets, you know, maybe get some listener submissions via StreamYard, whatever. We could come up with a Mount Rushmore of area fan complaints. And if we were to do NC State first, back to Reynolds is certainly one of them. This happens all the time. There is the pass outs. Of the halftime Carter Finley Stadium. Uh, yep, And there's an argument for and against. There are people who say, hey, there's pass outs at other stadiums. It's not a problem. X, Y, Z. Well, you know, it's because they don't have enough facilities. They can't handle everybody. So that's why they have to go leave. All that stuff. Right. And there's there's for and against. Tailgating and all its forms would certainly take its place at the number three spot, because it's not just about what's happening at PNC Arena in the future. There's also the five-hour tating, tailgating rule that's been in place for 22 years now. Has it been that long? Yes. Dude, has it... oh, I think I just got more grays. 22 years? Goodness, man.
2: Goodness. Anyway, now that I got that shock,
3: what will be fourth?
2: I think it's a hodgepodge, but I think it has to be Swafford controlled the ACC and the officials conspiring against NC State. It was a central theory out of Greensboro because Swafford was the former Carolina AD. So all like TA was in mm-hmm. all any kind of basketball Carl Hess thing would always go back to Swaff Swaff. Okay, so either that or you can go back a, one generation prior to that would have been they only sold sneak as we've seen with Michigan lately with the cheeseburger argument they only sold sneakers and tickets. The, the the Valvano the scandal yeah. the the well, you know or the border governors making their you know getting their vengeance because they didn't want state to be as good as Carolina. Okay. Bit. So there's there's a lot there. So or, or the NO you could go you know they hated the NO uh, for a long time all connected to the Valvano stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah.
1: I would say Swafford would take I the think it has spot. to be I think it has to be you're right. Swafford covers a lot of, it covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. It really covers a Brian lot of ground. underwood. Yeah. And it ties to the rest because the call came from From Greensboro. The the call came from inside the house. (laughs) Yes. No doubt. (laughs) From Sedgefield, whatever whatever house uh, it is on whatever green it is, that's where the call came from. Speaking of calls, last week, Roy Cooper, governor of North Carolina, wrote a letter to the NCAA in relation to Tez Walker, transfer wide receiver from Kent State. He's from North Carolina. He originally was at, he was not at Central first. It was tra- East Tennessee. Yes, East Tennessee State. Didn't play there. He got injured, deferred enrollment, ended up at Central. Central doesn't play football because of COVID. He goes to Kent State. It's the only football team he actually played for and then transferred to North Carolina to be closer to home. Uh, he's got family in Charlotte. Roy Cooper wrote this letter about the denial of the waiver. North Carolina is appealing this double transfer waiver. We've had our opinion on this we feel it's kind of stupid it shows you where the priorities are with the ncaa and clearly the ncaa has either not read the letter chooses not to read the letter they have not informed north carolina in any way shape or form any updates when it comes to Tes walker well, they, mac they, brown they did respond mac brown <laughs> no mac brown responded. mac brown had some press availability today he says he hasn't heard from the ncaa in terms of an immediate waiver or an appeal. Oh, I,
2: I just meant they meant they responded to their original ruling. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. They explained their original ruling that he's trying to transfer twice. That's he's what they're saying,
1: which again, we can get into the semantics of that, uh, but they haven't heard back for any sort of waiver appeal. But my argument would be they're too busy releasing statements about cheeseburgers in relation to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. The NCAA is a very curious place where it's a lot of say, as we say, or do as we say, oh, don't, as we do, not as we do because the NCAA would absolutely bring the hammer to any institution that would publicly talk about something. And here they are re- essentially responding to the internet because it's not like Michigan or Jim Harbaugh has made the cheeseburger impermissible benefit a thing. The internet did. It's like, ah, I was just over cheeseburger. It's like the old um, Jim Laranaga when he was at uh, George Mason, he was talking about cream cheese on bagels. Like you can bring the bagel, but you can't bring the cream cheese. And that's what the NCAA is concerned with. At some point, I would hope as we're what, a couple of weeks from the start of the season, we're less than two weeks away from week zero that they get some information on Tess
2: Walker, right? I mean, he's not, he's not going to go the entire season, not playing, right? you never really know what the NCAA, <sighs> you would hope that they did. If there was an appeal, an official appeal that it was ruled on in, in a most timely fashion possible. Mm. Brutal.
4: Housekeeping.
1: Not brutal. Our new t-shirts at dot Go to breakingtea.com slash OG. It'll take you to the Ovia's and Gillio collection. You will see four t-shirts. I'm actually wearing one of them right now. This is the bad for ratings t-shirt that we had back in, uh, back in the playoffs, right? We have the positive vibes only, five stars only. And then we have essentially defunct area teams for a defunct radio show. Ice caps, Skyhawks, inspiration, if you will. So go Let's buy those conference that while we're at it, we could be cooking something. Okay. We could be cooking something on that. I'm very excited about that. So go check that out again, breaking com slash OG to get your t-shirts today. I shout out to everybody who has purchased t-shirts already and has informed me, especially uh, our guy, Joe Wagstaff. He's like, Hey, I just happen to have some cash in my Apple hat ca- and my Apple cash happened to be the exact amount I needed for a t-shirt. Sweet. Boom. That's what this was meant for. I'm going to buy that t-shirt. Uh, Solarte even reached out to me. He's like, that ice caps one is sick. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, will go buy one, then. get one, then go absolutely <laughs> buy one. Also check out young gun about Bryce young, new podcast that's hosted by Dimitri Ravanos and Lauren Brownlow. It is focused on Bryce Young's rookie season. Plenty to get into from preseason game. Number one, you weren't here on Monday. To say you want me to unholster those takes now or, uh, the, that- Put a pin in that. Okay. Put a pin in that. We'll we'll get into some we'll get into some of those takes uh, in a little bit. Because they've got a whole bunch of it and you can check it out wherever you get your podcast. Again, look up Young Gun, a Bryce Young podcast. It's also on our YouTube channel. Uh, and you can watch that there as well. Thanks to Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring Ovias Angelio and my hometown realty, HTR, myhtr.com. Let's 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 get to the bottom of the house thing first. Have we had any information? Have we sold a house? Have we bought a house yeah. I need to check in with
2: Barry. Okay, about check in with the house, Barry. About an update. Let's make this happen. But well, The truth of the matter is you need a real estate agent. Don't, don't, go, don't go to Spain. <laughs> don't walk through any doors. Go get somebody who has local knowledge. You want local knowledge? Six locations, Clayton, Garner, Raleigh, even out, down at Atlantic Beach. Myhtr.com. They have more than 250 agents. Do you think you get 250 people on your payroll by accident? No, no, you, you have to be really good. You have to know what you're doing. Check them out. MyHDR.com. Also, Whitaker and Hamer. WH.lawyer. And I feel like at this point is all we have to say because they, they have the world's greatest URL. If they are smart enough lawyer. to have the world's greatest URL, mm-hmm. they're certainly smart enough to help you close on a house, sell a business, any kind of family law issues. Those are your guys. Joe like Hamer, Josh Whitaker. They're going to take care of all of your legal needs.
1: I feel like we should send them the term sheet for PNC Arena between them we can, and yes. the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes and see if there's anything that would raise an eyebrow. You know, just out, of, just out of curiosity. that'd be that's something they can do. So again, check them out online at wh.lawyer. joining us on the Heaster automotive group hotline president general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, Don Waddell it finally happened we the lease agreement that we have, I feel like we've been talking about for 10 some odd years has finally gone through uh, you got to be excited about uh moving forward now that this uh, this new lease agreement and development has been signed
0: yeah you know we signed the term sheet and now we have to get into the long form but uh you know the major points have all been negotiated and you uh, You know, we're excited about it. As you said, there's been a lot of time and effort that's gone into this. And, you know, a lot of people doubt whether uh, Tom Dundon wanted to stay in this market. And, you know, he's proven he's putting a lot of money into this deal, both on the renovations and on the development side. And, you know, I think it proves that uh, we feel that uh, Raleigh's become a great hockey market Mm -hmm. and can continue for the next uh, 20 plus years.
1: You're not going to miss the Quebec rumors? You're not gonna, you know, Canadian media coming up with some sort of relocation drama. You're gonna miss that.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that this morning. Every time Montreal comes in to town, they always have that one guy that asks when we're gonna be moving there. So <laughs> that is that is off the table. Which it was never on the table, by the way, because that's not for the place I would pick anyways. But uh, <laughs> nothing against uh, Quebec, but uh, no, we're all good here.
1: So I, I am curious. I, I want to go back to May of 2022. And NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman uh, has a visit. You know, obviously, everything's leading up to the stadium series, and I feel like everything that I've read, everybody that I've talked to, kind of points to the commissioner being here as reigniting these conversations. So, if you could take us back to that time, what exactly was the message? What you know, what was the conversation about this market, and the future of this market?
0: Well, i think the commissioner uh, obviously plays an important role in um, most teams uh, when they're negotiating lease extensions and that and wants to tell you know the, the ca particular who we met with that you know he's committed to making raleigh a great market but we also are in a building at that time that was 22 years old that we, we need to take some steps uh, uh to bring our building up to uh, today's date so I think the message was heard loud and clear and you know we can say it all we want but when it comes to the commissioner uh i think it carries a lot more weight so th- that started i mean we have had been talking for the last year before that yeah that took everything uh phil bisley took over as the chairman of the tenure authority and you know he said yeah we got to go make this happen and you know he's put a lot of time and effort to do that so I can't thank him enough, but uh, the commissioner, anytime the commissioner shows up in town, uh, I think that's a positive thing.
1: You also have an owner that wants to do something with that area. I mean, I've, I've lived here since 1995. Uh, I remember when the place was being built uh, and all of this land that was supposed to be for usage. My old high school moved there, Cardinal Gibbons, so that was an interesting turn of events. And it just kind of sat there for a long time, and I guess this goes back to 2018 when, when Tom Dundon takes over. And unlike Carmanos, wants to do something with that land finally. But you come to find out there's a lot of complications that go into developing that land. So I am curious, you know, you've worked with Tom Dundon, the NHL franchise owner. But this is a guy who made a lot of money in development. So what about his development side are you excited about to see?
0: Well, Tom's got great vision. You know, he's done projects uh, mostly in Texas, as we know. Uh, He's done some other projects in Colorado and that, but, uh, you know, he has a vision and, you know, when Tom gets excited about something, that's good for all of us because uh, that means he wants to get it done. And, you know, the first thing was getting the commitment from uh, the city and the uh, the county to $300 million for the renovation of the current building. Um, That was number one and getting our lease done. And then the development came hand in hand with that. So Tom's excited about it. uh, this area is very fortunate to have Tom as an owner. You know, when he took over the franchise, it wasn't in the best financial shape, and yep. you know we turned it around, made playoffs last five years, our division won our division last three years, and you know Tom's put money up uh, to give us the best chance uh, at getting the best players possible. And I think that gets lost sometimes because he doesn't live here. Mm-hmm. But obviously, hopefully, those remarks go away now that he's made a commitment uh, for the next uh, minimum of twenty plus years
1: you say he gets excited about things he wants to follow through on it. I feel the same way about the stadium series. When Jillio and I talked to him uh, during that event back in February, he was adamant about bringing another one. He wants this this, this more often. So it's not lost on me that in this new term sheet, that there is plans for another outdoor game. Is this nebulous plans or are there actual like get the wheels in motion for another stadium series event?
0: Yeah, no, the the commissioner made a commitment that uh, we would get one in the next five years to Give or take uh you know depending on what happens but uh so you know those talks it's not going to happen in the next couple of years nor do we want it to happen next mm-hmm. couple of years we need a little it, it takes a few years to organize and get it going but uh certainly uh what we did here at carter finley this past uh february march whenever it was was outstanding i mean it showed it showed i think everybody not only in this area but around the whole country that Raleigh will support an NHL team and support it well. As you know, it's the fastest team to ever sell out their state of series games. Mm-hmm. You know, the, It was just a great event. I don't know if anything could have gone different uh, for the event, and we're very pleased to uh, be a part of it.
1: I think parking was the big thing that came out of that stadium series event. Not that parking isn't an issue necessarily on a night in night out basis. And I guess that's another aspect of this that may, might get lost on. There's a quality of life improvement that you guys want to make with PNC arena. So what was, what was the biggest sell or the biggest uh, thing to overcome when it came to getting people on the same board on the same page to get people in and out of that area?
0: Yeah, we're working with the uh, DLT and, and the governor's office right now on ingress and degress and you know, really there's only two ways in the building because right. you're coming in off edwards miller trinity you still end up at the four-way stop sign and the same thing coming in off blue ridge so th- that's a big focus right now there's uh going to be money allocated uh, we've done a traffic study um so th- that that's going to be you know you can do all you want on the property build, but people can't get in and out. You know, right we're going to lose interest pretty quickly so uh lots of plants uh again everything we're doing right now that we've done to date on, on the development on the uh, renovations it's all a vision now now we're at today we're now that vision can start to turn into uh you know drawings and so forth which will take some time to get to but uh you know this was an important day to get through getting the lease uh, agreed to and uh, obviously getting the city county support on the hospitality Tax to get the $300 million to renovate the current PNC arena.
1: Tom Waddell, President, General Manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Report Line. All right, let, let's get to some hockey. I didn't see anything in the term sheet about more defensemen. Was that in the term? <laughs> you know any more? Was that part of the announcement today? I,
0: I think we've got our uh, surplus of defensemen out. We've got five right <laughs> shots and four left shots. So uh, hopefully we feel like we're going to be in good shape there. Hopefully some of those defensemen can play forward.
1: Uh, yes. So I was curious about that. What it's been a very active offseason, a very newsy offseason for you, whether it's the signing of Sebastian Ajo to a long term deal, something that you, Tom Dundon, everybody talked about making a priority. That's been knocked out. But you were also attached to some free agency. You were attached to some trades. There was a report that somebody was coming until there was a change in an agent, then it wouldn't happen. You were tied to a guy that was supposed to come, but then didn't. So, from your perspective, you know, w- what is really happening behind the scenes versus what spills out onto social media uh, or from NHL insiders trying to explain who could be going where?
0: Yeah, well, I think some of the players that were reported that they're coming here, we never had a deal with any of them. I mean, we were talking with the agents and, as you said, the one switched agents, but that mm-hmm. didn't have an effect on, you know, at that time we, we were, you know, there was this thing called the salary cap. And if we didn't have a salary cap, we would get every player in the league that we possibly could. I know Tom would spend his money that way. Right. Uh, but we had a certain amount of money and it didn't change. It didn't matter who was representing the player, it wasn't going to change from agent to agent. And, you know, it's my job as the general manager to try to stay involved in as many things as possible if it's going to make our team better. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we probably hang around the hoop in more deals. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't always say it for what my counterparts are doing, but it seems like every deal that happens out there, we either know about it or we're involved in it. And that's the part that is important to Tom and, and to me to stay in touch. doesn't mean we, so many deals we're not going to be able to do for various reasons, cap and everything else. Sure. But you try to uh, stay involved in case you can make your team better and find a way to make it all work.
1: I got the sense there was urgency with Aho. And his uh, his deal, and you know, a lot of people peg him as the next captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. I know there was a level of urgency with Jordan Stahl, uh to get his last last contract, make him you know make him a cane uh, until he decides to retire. Is what's the urgency level, or, or where are you on say Brett Pesci, uh, who has been tied to a lot of speculation as to what you're going to do this off season? You know, tied to bringing other guys in. Where does that stand?
0: Yeah, we had uh, lots of talks in uh, early July, probably through the 15th or 20th of July. And now they've gone, which these things always do. They go quiet for the next month of August. And, right. You know, we get training camp after Labor Day and getting training camp. You know, if there's a deal to be made there, it'll heat back up. But I've found through my history as a GM, it's, it's, it's hard to go early because players are looking at the cap. They see the cap going up next year. It goes up four and a half million dollars. Everybody wants that four and a half million dollars. <laughs> you know, I always already took a million and a half of it. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I said it goes up four and a half million, not for one player, it goes up four and a half for uh, 22 players. So, uh, you know, we've had at least discussions, you know, uh, both him and Shea have expressed interest in staying here. Mm-hmm. So that, that was one of the things we, w- we got Orlov and signed him to a two year deal uh, because if everything fell apart and we couldn't keep one of them or both of them, you know, we felt with uh, with Orlov and Slavin and, and uh, uh, Bernsey. You know, and a couple of the other young guys, Chatfield, that we could continue on and and Mm not miss a beat. But saying that, we'd still like to bring both those guys, if we possibly can, back.
1: Is there any change? I mean, it's like you said, it's August. We haven't even started the season yet. You you haven't even gotten a preseason yet. But let's say contract negotiations with Brett Pesci don't go anywhere and he's just kind of playing things out. You have talked about this with us. Tom Dundon has talked about this with us as it relates to the trade deadline. You make your big moves now in the offseason. You're not necessarily looking to get too crazy at the trade deadline, mortgage the future, all that kind of stuff. Uh, With the way contracts seem to be going into this year and the cap and everything else, do you envision a change in philosophy uh, depending on how the year goes?
0: Uh, I don't think so. And I think that's one of the reasons where we signed some of these defensemen right now because at the deadline you're always talking about, Adding depth, defensemen, adding guys that can play in the league, and you know, it's, a, it's right now. It doesn't cost us assets; it costs us cash. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if one or two guys end up in the minors uh, for a short period of time, or even a long period of time, you know, it, it's a safety valve for us, and it, it costs us some cash. But um, I don't think our philosophy is ever really going to change on okay. the trade deadline. I mean. You know, again, if you're trading for players that you can extend or have time left, that's way different than just renting players for uh high picks and then uh, hoping you can keep them afterwards.
1: Well, I'll I'll save this interview for next next year. We'll see we'll see where things go. No, I'm kidding. I am curious though. You, you, we we joked about the defenseman. You don't have a minor league affiliate right now, so how is this? There seems to be some confusion. Even I'm a little bit confused how you're going to make this work without uh, an AHL affiliate because you even have three goalies, including uh, a and they, they have to go somewhere and play. So how is that going to work out?
0: Yeah. We've cut a couple of deals with NHL teams right now. Uh, uh, Put a few players here and there and uh, we're continuing to talk to teams. Obviously some of these might not come down until we get into training camp, but you know, you always have injuries uh, if not for us, but I mean, other teams, you know, uh, I don't think – it'll be a little bit of a tap dance for a while, but at the end, I think we'll be fine. You know, we left some of our best prospects back in Europe this year, Mm -hmm. which, you know, they play in great leagues, and, you know, whether it's Sweden or Finland in the elite league, so their development won't hurt. You know, it's not a great situation. Uh, We kind of didn't have a choice on this, so we got to make the best of it and try to plan what we're going to do for the following year. But at the end of the day, we'll find it. Uh, place for all these guys uh by time the season starts
1: what you gonna say for the following year my guess is you don't want to do this two years in a row right
0: uh no no okay. we, want to, we want to be able to run it i mean you know it's not like i said it's, it's not ideal we, we got forced into this decision okay uh but it's not it's not the best for development either we want to have our own coach we want to have our development guys i mean our development uh, p- uh, development coaches, we'll still be able to see the guys and talk to the guys. It's just, you know, it was nice when they're in one place and they could spend, you know, uh, a few days there and see all the guys. Now there'd be a little more travel, but it, it, we'll, we'll make it work.
1: Okay, gotcha. Don Waddell, President, General Manager, Carolina Hurricanes. I saw the News and Observer uh, snap a photo. I think it was Robert Willett who took a photo of you and Boo Corrigan, the Athletics Director at NC State, shaking hands when the Centennial Authority was, was all said and done and the thing got signed. There wasn't any no sort of like tailgating quips or jokes that were made between, because I know this has been a thing with state fans are really yeah. worried about their parking spots, Don. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, boo, boo and I, first of all, yeah. the, the relationship with NC state's never been better led by the chancellor and Kevin Hall and, and, and boo, you know, boo and I talk all the time. We're on the same page, you know, we're, we're not competition. We're, we're here to help each other. And, you know, there's a lot of things that in this enhancement that is going to not only help the Hurricanes but help NC State, you know, recruitment's become such a big thing in college sports, not just for their basketball team, even their football team, though, you know, if you have a development here in property, it's it, it's going to be a nice attraction for uh, for players. So, uh, no, you know, the tailgating, people get all excited. It's going to be nice. It's going to be better. It's going to take a lot of time. I mean, we're talking about, phase one, you know, it's, you're probably, you know, three to five years out at least. So, uh, I wouldn't have people get too worried about it right now. We know how important it is. You know, you're talking about NC state tailgate, but we're worried about our tailgate
1: tailgates. Right. Right.
0: We we have lots of people coming here early, coming on a weekend, nine o'clock they're up there roasting pigs.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's important to both organizations and we're going to make sure we do the best job we can to make sure that everybody's taken care of and, uh, They really appreciate uh, the space that they're going to be able to tailgate in.
1: Don, we appreciate the time and congrats. Always a
0: pleasure. Happy with you guys. Thank you.
1: Big thanks to Don Waddell for joining us here on the OG. Don, I was he surprised me with his Quebec comments. He's like, not a place I would want to go to in the first place. But yeah, it was never a thing. Good for Don. Good for Don. And I can tell that he's a little flustered by the AHL thing, you know, where they're going to put their prospects right now. I know fans are kind of worried about that too. They seem to have something cooking here, so they'll play it out. I don't imagine them doing this again the following year. Just saying, just saying maybe Don needs some insurance on uh, all these defensemen. He's worried about, that's why they have all these defensemen. He
2: has insurance for the defensemen. He's a smart man. Very, very smart man. All you have to do is go to the OGinsurance.com. That's right. The OGinsurance.com. Matt Davis, State Farm. He he can help you, your home, auto, your pets, you name it, your business. Matt is on the job. Give him a call 919 779 8277. Matt Davis, State Farm there in Garner. Also, if you need some financial advice, Got you. it's been very helpful <laughs> to a certain person over here trying to start his own <laughs> business.
1: So I'm uh, I- I'm also uh, tying what we talked about earlier on the show about this clock and the old school logos. You know who has a bunch of cool old school logos and they put them on really comfortable t-shirts? You know, we actually need to
2: send this to Home Field Apparel. We do. And We're have them make a shirt out of it. They have That's to. what we need, actually. They have to.
1: Uh, you can buy shirts from Home Field. These are amazing college shirts, hoodies. They got sweatpants, too. They they got dad hats. They just got a new round of dad hats. They're dropping new stuff all the time. Uh, but for our purposes, they got a lot of great Big Four stuff. You can check them out, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's OG23 to get 15% off your first order at Homefield. Maybe we can work on this. A design. I, I also want to get the drunk Mr. Wolf too on a t-shirt from Homefield, which is on the back of your laptop. But I don't know. I don't know if NC State wants to be associated with that in the future. Yeah, they have to sign off on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> State, State's going to have to sign off on that sort of thing. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Did I want your Bryce Young preseason mm. game number one hot takes? Because again, Brownlow is here filling in for you on Monday. What? It's the offensive line. It's not any more complicated than that, right? Oh, no. You're making a face. Why?
2: No, I, I Is listen. Is it more than the offensive line? I, I listened to the podcast. All right. And you guys are absolutely right. There, there's some issues up front. There's also some familiar, familiarity issues with the Jets who they had just practiced mm-hmm. against. Jets You're have not, a
1: really good offensive line. They
2: have a good defensive line. You're not going to show a bunch of stuff, which Frank no. Reich had mentioned. However, I've been very consistent in this point, and I would like to remain very consistent in this point. Bryce Young is not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Bryce Young is not Lamar Jackson. Mm. Bryce Young is not even Trevor Lawrence. Okay. He is not what we typically think of as the overall number one pick. I think his ceiling is that of being a good player. You will not win football games because of Bryce Young. That's a hard thing to say and concept to realize and come to grips with when you're picked 1-1. And when you're the Panthers and you took Cam Newton 1-1 and you won WON football games because of Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. I think Bryce Young is a quarterback who is capable of leading you to the playoffs. I don't think he's a quarterback capable of winning the Super Bowl. And why'd they move up to take him number one? Because they were desperate to get a quarterback. You could have gotten Anthony Richardson. Gotten the, you could have done that, the scratch-off. could They could have, but given where they were yeah. and the problems that they had earlier under Tepper and his own kind of Fidgetiness and anxiousness to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to wait. And once they hired Frank Reich, yeah, after all of the roulette that Frank went through in, with the Colts yeah. in his five years, what you have to understand with with Young, he is not. He doesn't pop. He doesn't make Lamar Jackson plays. Mm-hmm. Okay, next level thinker. I think his accuracy is also going to be off the charts. Yeah, I loved his poise in this game. But one thing he's going to have to realize: this is another thing I've been consistent about. It's a little bit like when you play tennis, right? When you go out and play tennis and you're volleying with, if you were able to volley with a better player than you, that's going to raise your level, right? But when you're out there playing tennis against someone who can't move, and can't hit the ball, you go down to their level. Bryce Young played at Alabama. I talked about this with James Smith Williams yeah. on, the, on the Law of the Wolf podcast. When you're in Alabama, you got 10 other pros around you. You are also dominant against the other teams that you're playing dominant you are not playing the same game now you get to the nfl as we saw with urban meyer there's a little bit of that too Mm -hmm. we can mix all of my julio points here because when you get to the nfl oh yeah everybody's got one of those (laughs) all of a sudden you realize hey i don't have a distinct advantage over the other team so what does he have to do he's got to use his brain he's got to work on that accuracy yes the scheme is going to get more complicated and advanced for him mm-hmm. to help him once the games become real i'm not panicking over what he looked like or that didn't score points what i'm saying to you though was pretty clear in that sample size he will not be the reason you win football games he will not pop the way that lamar pops he will not pop the way that a patrick mahomes pops mm-hmm. he does not have that physical tool set if you'd like for me to whisper this part or how many you... super bowls does lamar jackson have but he pops and he wins games. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to get you a Super Bowl. I mean, oh, there's all, different ways to win the Super Bowl. I mean, ways, Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not even going to put him on the Trent Dilfer way. I mean, what you're describing is what I would want in my quarterback: good decision making, getting the ball where you where you need it to be. And I'm pretty sure, as we've seen, well, we as have we to see saw what in those college, physical
2: talents look like.
1: Well, we, I, and that's I, so that's why I'm not making too much of a any sort of I'm not making any sort of grand statements after one preseason game where Frank Reich even said we showed you nothing. I'm I'm disappointed in that the very vanilla way we ran things didn't produce anything, but we intentionally did not show you anything. And I thought the smartest thing he said at the end, after he took about 90 seconds to get there was, yeah, man, I'm willing to take it on the chin a little bit in the preseason just to get some reps and get where we need to be and prepare for week one. So I, I'm going to push back on this idea that Bryce young is not the kind of player that can win you a super bowl, because what you're describing are really incredibly talented players. One of them has won a super bowl and one of them is a guy that you've dismissed all the way up until this last Super Bowl. So, Oh, Mahomes?
2: Yeah. No, he had already won one. I'm saying yeah, I wanted to he, see him win one without Tariq Hill. And he, I and think he, you're missing the point here. I'm not basing my opinion of Bryce Young isn't based on one preseason game. It's okay. what I saw at Alabama. Okay. There's guys but who make saw, plays, and there's guys who make differences, and there's guys who that. win games.
1: But we saw that at Alabama from I time to time. He wasn't asked to do it. But we saw it from time to time. So, all right.
2: Okay. I, I think he was in a situation that was really and again I've said I've been con- completely consistent no, on not, Bryce I'm, Young. I'm, yeah, I'm not i Saban never said one crossword about this kid. Never, never one. Never did. Which tells you so much about him. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is like he is what he is. I don't, I don't think he's magically going to turn into something that he's not. And I've said this all along and I'll just say it. I'll just explain it to you in the most simple of terms. And some people get confused when I use gender and race roles, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it to you. He has the traits. He has the typical traits of what we would consider to be a quote unquote white quarterback. Yes, he does not have the traits of what we would consider to be a quote unquote black quarterback. We talked about it all the way through, right? And I even s- to the draft, and I have said from day it. one mm-hmm. that his comp is Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. That's his comp. So he, but to get to Drew Brees' level, remember when he played for the Chargers, he was good was great. Yeah. So your point about Mahomes and winning Super Bowls, you got to get with the right coach. Is Frank Reich going to be the right coach? He could be. Could be. But I'm just saying to you, he is not a guy. He is. He will not be the reason you win football games. Was Drew Brees a guy who won football at games? Times, a lot of times, no. Not at the end of his career? At the end of his career. The guy's just starting at his, his height. Career. At his height, sure. The height of his career. Not yeah. Obviously, I'm not making a, a, okay. a height. A which is fair, too. Which is
1: fair, too, when it comes to Drew Brees. I don't know. I, Troopers I, have some dudes around them too. Don't forget, everybody needs dudes. That's absolutely, everybody needs Except dudes. The Chiefs, apparently, <laughs> as they proved, <laughs> giving ones away as they proved. As they proved, well, as they proved you wrong. So you 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 referenced Florida State. Uh, quick transition from the NFL to college football. We'll get to the AP top twenty-five. Florida State's got expectations on it again. Uh, they're actually uh, ranked one in the top ten for this upcoming season. They're not in the conversation like Georgia and Alabama. And Ohio State, Georgia, the overall number one, three people didn't vote for Georgia. Uh, They got an easy schedule. We'll we'll get into that a little bit more with Steve Wiseman, who's an AP Top 25 voter. But Florida State's still very, very active on on social media these days. And today's date is August 15th. We are recording today's show live to tape, August 15th. Why does that date date resonate with me? What am I missing? They have to notify the the league
2: that they're in that they're leaving that league
1: by that date. I thought they were, though. I thought there was nothing holding them, Joe. This grant of rights, they're not sweating it. Okay, cool. So it's now August 15th, and they weren't informed that they were leaving last time I checked. So what, what, what's
2: going on here? Are they doing it next year? I got a question for you. If you could raise the money to get out of the grant of rights and yeah. the exit fee, why wouldn't you just apply that to your own program instead of giving it to huh. a third party?
1: That's a really good question. I guess we don't understand the economics of college sports okay. in the way that
2: some. Oh, it's brain because Florida there's going to be people. a thirty million dollar gap every year because nothing's ever going to change about the the construct of college football. Nothing has changed ever. with the construct of college football over the last two years, and nothing will over the next two. I got it. A couple quick uh,
1: housekeeping items relating to conference realignment, conference expansion. Uh, Corey Clark, we've talked to Corey. I know you know Corey old colleagues with Andrew Carter now at the News and Observer, and they write for War Chant now, these old FSU beat writers. And I, I did a spit take when I saw this tweet today that instead of mocking Florida State for its bluster or criticizing the Noles for not being great for a few years, our Corey Clark explains why these other ACC schools should show some appreciation for Florida State and Clemson absolutely carrying the conference for decades. Right off the bat, I can tell you one key difference between Florida State and Clemson. Clemson got empowered through the Clemsoning label, won a couple national championships, stays relevant. Do you see them holding big grandiose board of trustees meetings that are Zoomed and then given out like red meat to the fan base and then battle with other ACC people about how you need us or see you in our rear view mirror? Last time I checked, Clemson's not out there openly being antagonistic with its own conference. I haven't missed that, right? Graham Neff is not doing interviews where he's like, we're owed all this money. Give us the money.
2: Did I miss that? Uh, Not that I've, it's been a couple minutes that I've looked online, but I don't think so.
1: Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't see that. Florida State, on the other hand, is the one having board of trustees meetings and they're Authentic director doing interviews saying, we're out of here. Screw this conference. We are owed money.
2: They're doing should it, right? be trying to do what's best for Florida State. Of course, like Why, everybody else. We all agree on this, right? No, Just like North Carolina. When did, did we ever say that Florida State shouldn't do what's best for Florida State? Did Bubba Cunningham come on with us while he was riding around
1: in his car? Yeah. And just, you know, take a blowtorch to the conference? You know that they're making sure that North Carolina is in the best position oh. for North Carolina.
2: Oh, absolutely. Behind the scenes, there are schools that are frustrated with the, the structure yes. of the deal and the price of the deal and the length of the deal. There's no doubt about that. So, what people are kind of confusing here is no, 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 no. We get it. Just don't act like we don't get it. And
1: also don't act like we can't point out that your whining is met with, well, here are
2: your results. Or also like try to understand you're 44, I'm 48. Yeah. When we were growing up, Florida State, they were it. Oh, they, like, they were bringing the a all the time. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. So I, I have, this is where I get into what is your standard? Like you won 10 games last year. Congratulations. You're in the preseason top 10 this year. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You've now reached state in Carolina's level. Like that's not your level. Your level is winning the thing and burning it to the ground, man. Congratulations.
1: Come on. Congratulations on that. Congratulations on that. One other expansion note as well. I think it was Chris Vanini at the athletic basically took the ACC to task for not expanding. There was four no votes, Florida state Clemson, North Carolina NC state were the four no votes for not not expanding. for not expanding. And I'm sitting here no, 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 no. Some people didn't watch war games and it shows sometimes the best way to play is to not play. The best way to win is to not engage. Stay put the granted rights is your strength and your weakness, but in this particular case, use it as a strength. Adding Cal and Stanford does nothing. And I'm also confused. If the ACC is doomed, the way people make it out to be, what is Cal and Stanford adding to the ACC that's ultimately going to save them? That that makes no sense. And if the ACC is doomed, if you care so
2: much about Stanford or Oregon and Washington, for that matter, like fair, they weren't going to help State either. I mean, they they weren't going to help ACC either. They weren't going to help. But it's like, which way is it? Which way do you want
1: this to go? If the ACC is doomed, then why are you? why are you saddling Cal and Stanford to a doomed conference? Shouldn't you want, if you care so much about them, maybe go somewhere else? I I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me the way people want to make it out, uh, the way that people are portraying it. As I said on Twitter, it's very strange to me that you want Cal and Stanford to buy beachfront property in Rodanthe in 2023 when you know that thing's going to fall into the ocean. Why would you do that? So the ACC is either the place that's going to be saved and be around for a long time for these teams, or they're not which one is it or are you trying to position the ACC into a conference that really i don't blame Florida State and Clemson for not wanting to be a part of it honestly
2: yeah if that's what you're getting a better piece but there, yeah but Florida that State too. needs to do more than just play the Monday night game and act like people are only watching Florida State yeah that's currently my number one criticism of them mm-hmm. like you played Notre Dame on Labor Day yeah no duh people watch come on <laughs> Where was the Jacksonville state game? Where was the Miami game? <laughs> right. 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 Like. Joining us in the Eford studio. We've had all sorts of people
1: in the studio today. a big been day big, today. Very busy. It. Very, very excited about this. Steve Wiseman news and observer. He's an AP voter by choice. Sure. I feel like this is almost look, everybody enjoys college football, but having known Julio for a long time, who's been a long time, voter in the past, uh there, it's like a blessing and a curse to it, be an AP voter.
3: It is as I wrote, particularly the preseason ballot. Yeah. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Why not? Cuz it's you not you're based it it's on It's a guess. Yes. I you know I haven't seen all these teams in camp. I haven't been to spring practices. I've been to Dukes, okay? I didn't put them in. Uh shocker. <laughs> but uh no. I mean so All right, so anyway. who was your number 1? Georgia.
1: So you were not one of the three voters who didn't vote Georgia.
3: I didn't give Kirby Smart any bulletin board material,
1: and you didn't give Nick Saban any bulletin board he's material. Two. Okay, I'm, just,
3: I'm not. I'm people win a lot of money betting on Nick, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose thinking <laughs> he's going to be pretty good. His team. Well, is, is this the lowest the Nick Saban team has been preseason ranked? Yes, they're. Oh, fourth. they're totally they're totally winning a so national championship now. I'm an extreme voter. Rat poison because I have him second <laughs> instead of fourth. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. it's in, Nick has plenty of bulletin board material.
1: But you didn't give it to him. Not me. That's not what not you're doing. Me. So I'm curious. How many ACC teams do you have ranked? I have three. And I'm guessing what? Florida State, Clemson, Florida State, and?
3: Clemson, and, and Carolina came in at 25th.
1: Okay.
2: So you count Notre Dame? No. 15?
3: They could have been.
1: They're not,
2: but they don't, they don't want to another conversation.
3: They could have saved the league, but anyway, they don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I was told
1: on my YouTube comments that Notre Dame has saved the ACC already in 2020. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, I don't think it worked that way. Notre Dame the other fans.
3: way. It was the other way around. Yeah. It wouldn't have had a season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe do the ACC a favor.
3: <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> anyway. They were in the poll, too. Yes. All right. What's Not the hardest
1: part about being an AP voter?
3: So,
2: uh, is holding your nose and ranking the Big Ten teams who stink and like, then are going to assault your email.
3: Iowa is in the top twenty-five. I didn't vote for Iowa. Okay, never considered nor, nor should voting you. for Iowa, but they made their twenty-fifth. Until they can prove they can score, you know, ten points a game, maybe <laughs> then I'll put them in. But maybe, that, maybe that's the I'm an Illinois native, so maybe that's the whole oh, Midwestern maybe that's size. Anyway. I was not. I was
1: not. I was not prepared for that uh, Iowa slander. I was not. I was not ready for that. So I. I think we see this a lot with college basketball, but I think football is really not all that different when it comes to the the course of the season. You know, the top five, you can probably figure that one out. Top ten, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I can handle that one. Once you start getting to fifteen through twenty five,
3: things get really interesting, right? That's where it gets tough because okay. you can throw a blanket over fifteen teams mm-hmm. between. Fifteen and twenty-five; those last ten spots, and it's a matter of then you really got to parse the resumes and look deep at, you know, the analytics and PFF and stuff like that.
1: And there's know? also the philosophy of what you're doing with a preseason top twenty-five. Some people view it as a projection. Somebody, some some people might just view it what I think right now. Florida State and Clemson's a good example of this. You have Florida State ahead of Clemson, but you are of the belief that Clemson might actually finish better than Florida State.
3: That's correct. That's um, on my ballot for it. ACC, the, you know, the poll we did Mm -hmm. at media day, right? I have Clemson to win the league and Florida State second. I think in the long run, that's the way it's going to turn out. Okay. But right now. In pads. I think Florida State, you know, what they did in the transfer portal in the offseason, the momentum they have, you know, Clemson didn't end last year on a great note, right? Mm -hmm. Got beat by South Carolina and Tennessee, you know, wasn't (laughs) good. Uh, So, Anyway, that's a little bit that's, – that's how the preseason poll
2: works. Well, I think, Jim, Were you required to put all this in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. This is my curiosity. This is my curiosity. Because, like, David Hale <laughs> wrote about this.
1: He, he, he went on a tweet thread about this. And I, I know this with North Carolina, Mac Brown, where a lot of Carolina fans are already like, it's a trap that Carolina's in the top 25 because we know how the season will go. Yeah. But, like, Florida State has had a lot of – this is not the first time they've had preseason expectations – but they usually finish worse than what their AP top 25 Always. preseason. So when you're voting for that, do you care about historical reference or are you just, hey man, new year, new players? Let's see if they got it this time. I
3: do my best to filter that out. Okay. I mean, okay. I, but I mentioned like with Sabin, like,
2: well, he's me, a proven thing, right? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do?
3: Uh, yeah. So that, but there are times when that factors in. Again, like that situation. Okay. But,
2: no, so it's no, an no. awful lot like last year. It's safe for TCU at at twenty four.
3: Yeah, I mean, and again, they were they were top five last year. Right, and but you know they're they're not. Well, this is
2: the problem with college football, though, isn't it? With a fourteen format.
3: Yeah, I, I'm
2: tired of Michigan. I'm already tired of Michigan. So is the NCAA. They've got
3: the best running game. In-
2: no, they do. They do. I get that, <laughs> but their schedules. I really want nothing more than the ECU to go up there and beat them. I want oh, nothing more than that.
1: But then, what will App State do for an identity? Although they'll settle <laughs> it on play the them field next week. That's right. It'll be that'll be
2: for the right to claim <laughs> to claim the big house, the big. <laughs> I hate their schedule. I hate Michigan's schedule every year. Mm-hmm. And then they they did compete against TCU in the semifinal, but they lost. Yeah, like I just play somebody. They beat Ohio State last year. The last two years they beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me. This would be like this this is this is the equivalent of if in basketball we said whoever wins the first Duke Carolina game gets to be in the final 4. They don't have to play the rest of the year. They just get to be in the final 4. Yeah. Like that would be so wrong. Like Alabama <laughs> and the SEC West, at least you have to win a few games. Sure. Right? And and the way that Georgia's I mean, it's the way that Tennessee is trending, at least Georgia has a challenger in the east. And who knows what the the crossover game, who they end up with. But South Carolina is starting to be be a little bit frisky too. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten schedule is so bad. It's so bad. And they're adding two teams from L.A. as if it's 1984 and, and Rodney, Pete, and well, Troy Aikman a, are the quarterbacks. Has a, who has an easier schedule, this or
1: Georgia? I mean, I know it was a college football bubble bath with Dimitri. And he pointed out Georgia's schedule being just complete ease. That they're going <laughs> to be back in the college football playoff. And they could win three titles in a row. Back to back could. to back. It's entirely I mean, possible. Tennessee, you know, is, is back, right? Now, Bennett doesn't have any more eligibility left, right? He, he's now working no, the car dealerships. Final, no, he's
2: with the Rams. That's right. He does like a really good preseason <laughs> I forgot he had.
1: A, he, I forgot he actually showed up on the Rams. My bad.
2: <laughs> the, the car dealerships can
1: wait. My bad. Apologies to Stetson Bennett. How dare I be? I, I we recognize comp- your game.
2: We have a completely different conversation right now about college football. And, and so does my bank account. If the kid from Carolina can make a kick. <laughs> I'm serious. I know you're right. Because Ohio State then wins the national championship, and we're having a completely different conversation. Instead, Georgia, after essentially losing the game to Ohio State, is given a get-out-of-jail-free card, mm-hmm. and then goes and plays Tennessee in that, uh, excuse me, they play TCU in that championship game, and they they played that game like they owed them money. Like, they beat the absolute piss out of them. Like, that was embarrassing mm-hmm. for the, for college football and for TCU. The way that that game played out, but that's what Georgia is can, is capable of doing. Exactly. But they were they were caught napping by Ohio State. But the kicker from Carolina, Oops. in an indoor facility, come on, man, make a kick. Talk to me, Goose. Work with me just a little bit.
1: All right, NC State. we'll close on this with the ACC schools. You've got Florida State. You got Clemson. You got Carolina. Was NC State the next ACC team up?
2: Yes. Oh no, love for Pitt.
3: It would have been a little bit of Pitt, but.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, they would EJ's have been. going to email you.
3: I mean, here's, yeah, yeah, he'll email me. It's a shocker. Um, no, uh, Texas Tech, South Carolina, to go outside the ACC, were others in the mix there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so NC State would have been in that group. too. Yeah, because I saw one.
1: NC State only had one, like one point, or yeah. others receiving votes They only had Same one. Same as
3: Duke. Duke had a point.
1: Really? Now, we talk about schedules, and I know that was the talking point coming out of ACC kickoff. Yeah and I know you and I have talked about that because, you know, you you covered Duke, that their schedule is that theoretically Duke can have a better season but have a worse record. Absolutely. Somebody
2: from the Daily Progress gave Duke the 25. Really? Yeah. And State was the Bloomington Herald something. Telephone. There you That's go. Any, it's like,
1: does Brennan Armstrong have any family up there? Potentially. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
2: The rest of their ballot looks fairly normal okay well, they well ha- oh they have carolina at 16 Ooh, that's extreme south carolina at 23 south carolina is the one i feel like not getting kind of sort of the love yeah. like this would be a year where I, w- I would vote for south carolina over carolina predicting mm-hmm. that south carolina is going to win that football game. Oh, okay I- that's how i would do it that way yeah. i don't have to hear and then i could just say well you won the game or if you win the game i'll move you up right those are the kind of situations That's that you also have to mitigate, like who you're going to hear the most from, and <laughs> you got to right. pick who you want to fight with. I got no problem fighting with Michigan fans. Well, like some of these sec teams, you, you, you better or, like get well, arm, after, armored guards for after your house. The,
1: after all the Florida state stuff I've been dealing with at this point, I'll deal with any other fan
2: base. They're mostly benign, though. What,
1: Florida State fans? Yeah, come on. Well, I, I do love... Uh, every every insult was you're a clown. Like, okay, clown, we get it. Clown. We got or, it. To me, the more insulting part wasn't being called a clown. It was acting as though college football is some sort of, you know, existential galaxy brain take. Like, you just don't understand yeah. economics. You don't get it. No, we get it. We also get, you don't have a place to go. Uh, and that's what we'll close on, Steve. I want. We're, we're going to be doing this uh, every Tuesday during the football season. Yes. Um, I got nothing to be mad at you about right now. So but, maybe we might need to the work thing. on that. work But on that's it. the thing. <laughs> we're gonna find reasons to be mad with of you, of course. And I am curious if by Tuesday, if you could pull at least one email that you get oh, from. we oh, will get an email of the week. Yeah, I'd like, like that. An, I would yeah. love to or a get tweet or something an yeah. angry. Yeah. Email of the week from somebody who is just incensed Look at that you, you had still somebody wrecked the Herald son
2: too in this. <laughs>
3: wow. Old school baby. Oh. I did it. hear from a Duke fan that why didn't you put him in the top 20? <laughs> you know more about this team than anybody. Why didn't you? Well, that should tell you
1: then, right? Exactly. If
3: you know more than anybody, <laughs> the fact that you didn't vote him,
1: well, that might <laughs> say something, man. All right, Steve. Thanks, man.
3: All right.
2: Do you miss being a voter? Did you want to be a voter this year? Yeah, I like, I like voting. Football, okay. I like voting. Basketball, I can't. Oh, basketball, basketball it hurts my complete. brain, too. Yeah. Like, I can't have a standard. I have a standard in football.
1: Do you have a standard for cards?
2: Absolutely.
1: Oak City has a standard for cards. Check them out downtown. Oak City Sports Cards. Weston wants to get your stuff graded. That's the, key, that's the key thing to all of this. Making sure that the get card the you have value. has value. And that's well, what Weston can
2: do. The only way to do it is get it graded. Go take it down to Oak City Sports Cards down on off of uh, Glenwood Avenue. Great space down there. You name it. Weston's got it. Uh, just helped me sell a 1928 World Series program. Awesome. I love
1: it. Absolutely love it. Also love it that we're saving money for people. I uh, had a listener talk about how they moved over I to Mosquito that. Authority yeah. and Pest Authority, and they're going to be saving $150 a year thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. I said that would buy you a couple of t-shirts at BreakingT.com. <laughs> buy some
2: OG merch, y'all, yeah. with your saved money. Yeah, Let's we're, go. Word is bond with Hayes. There are no contracts <laughs> with Mosquito Authority Pest Authority. Go check them out at BugsBite.com.
1: Joining us on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline in studio right now is Philip Isley. He is the chairman of the Centennial Authority. Phil, thank you for hanging out with
4: us today. Thank you. I love your place. All
1: right. Yeah, it's very dorm-like. It takes you back in time, especially with some old NC State (laughs) tchotchkes and whatnot. I I actually want to start this conversation almost like a explain like I'm five segment.
4: All right. What exactly do you do as chairman (laughs) of the Centennial Authority? So the Centennial Authority is a 21-person board. The authority was created by state legislation back in 1995. It was a smaller board then, but one of our current board members, Wendell Murphy, who's a big state guy, mm-hmm. was a senator from Duplin County back then, and he wanted to create a taxing authority to allow for the construction of an arena that would be utilized for basketball. Yeah. So he got a, a a bill passed in 1995. The authority was then created. It I think it went from seven members originally, then to maybe nine, but it's it's expanded to 21 now. Mm-hmm. So we are actually the owners of the PNC arena. We sit on North state of North Carolina property. So we have a ground lease through 2096 for the arena. So it's ours. The original development rights that we got when we built the building always uh, assumed that there would be something going on around the PNC arena. Then Mm -hmm. it was called the entertainment and sports arena. Uh, the The owner of the Carolina Hurricanes has always had that that right. And Peter Carmanos, the original owner who brought the team here, never did anything. He with didn't it. want to do it. Yeah, didn't have the resources at the time, and you know he he just didn't have that desire. And there was truthfully not a whole lot out there anyway. Mm-hmm. We thought that was going to be like the next big thing in the city, especially when I was on the city council. I think we had probably five different projects, sort of at the corner of Wade and Edwards Mill, that just never came to fruition. Instead, my old high school's there now. Right, and, and <laughs> shout out to Gibbons, which is very nice, by the way. No, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot it's a great better. Than, field, right? Hey, it was
1: a lot better than the <laughs> campus I was on when I graduated in 1997. So,
4: but it's you know we've we've wanted this type of, of development to occur, and now we have an owner in Tom Dundon who wants to do this. Yeah, and you look at what's happening on Edwards Mill right now with the bandwidth building, which is gonna house ultimately 2,500 people. The Department of Health and Human Services is building a gargantuan campus at the intersection. It's on Blue Ridge Road. I don't remember the cross street, but it'll be a 11 story building, maybe three phase building project that'll have a ton of folks there. The activation along Blue Ridge is gonna continue to get better and better as the state begins to sell off its assets that are being underutilized in one story, textbook warehouses you know, some other emergency management stuff that can be relocated to other places. But it's an exciting quarter to be on because there is so much state property. Yeah, And then you've got the UNC hospital, you know, Rex Hospital right there too. So it's, there's a lot happening there.
1: That's a lot to entangle though, because Dundon takes over in 2018. He actually wants to do something yes. with that land, what 80 acres that he's in quote unquote entitled to, but what, 17, how many people that had to, P's and Q's had to be uh, checked here? Like well, 17 different stakeholders?
4: There are more than 17. Okay. So, But the, the, the main ones are the city and the county. Okay. Because they are our mom and dad. They provide us with the, the public funding allowance. Okay. So we always have to be nice to mom and dad. Otherwise, we don't get the gas money or money to go to the movies and all the shows. So they're very, very important. In fact, yeah. the city is voting today on the $300 million recommendation that the manager of the county and the city recommended on friday all right the county commission will vote on the monday the 21st so that's really the spark that has ignited the other folks we have to talk to which is the department of administration has to approve our ability to assign or sublease this land mm-hmm. to someone like tom dundon or, or developer the legislature at this time is not necessarily involved from any funding or capacity of, of that sort but they're still important because they're the North Carolina General Assembly. Sure. And they can be helpful or they can be hurtful. Do they have a budget yet? No. Yet. I, can't, I can't keep tracking. it. It's almost there.
1: Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But you, you, we, Dundon clearly wants this, um, has been wanting it. But I, I kind of want to go back to that. And you've been with the board since 2011. Um, and you've seen all the iterations that go along with it and also the changing needs of the area. What was Gary Bettman's message in May of 2022? Because I feel like that really got things moving for real
4: again. So there were two messages that we received around that era. We, I, I was not the chairman at the time in sort of the summertime of 21. Mm-hmm. But the mayor of Raleigh, Marianne Baldwin, basically had a meeting with folks and said, get off your, you know, cuckoo, cuckoo, you know, your fanny yeah. and get something done. Mm-hmm. So she really sort of started the process of us thinking harder about this I became chairman in December. Bettman came before the playoff. I think it was the first playoff game in Raleigh. And yeah. He said, "Look, your building's fine and everything, but it's it ain't up to it's old. up to snuff. Yeah. You got to get going. You've got an owner that has certain rights that he can exit at at, at some point in time. And you know, you need to pay attention. And it, I think in our defense, we started paying attention Shortly after I was elected, we started engaging in sort of what do these conversations look like? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do? We knew, I mean, as of today, on September the first of t- two thousand twenty-three, Mr. Dundon can give us a letter and say I'm I'm out of here. Sure. And we having that deadline really was helpful. Honestly, it, as much as it stunk that you know we were working against a deadline. Mm-hmm. Deadlines sometimes are really good for getting the deal done. Yeah,
1: that's how I work. I so. mean, it,
4: and it's just it worked out really well and you know, I mean, NC state was a big part of this too. They're our Mm co-tenant and you know, the building was built initially for them. Yeah, but it's not
1: just about basketball either. And I guess that gets to uh, Jillio's not here as this conversation, but I I know I have a note here that Jillio would absolutely ask about tailgating in the parking spots and what is real, what is fiction you can get on social media and I'm, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about (laughs) because there's a very vocal group of people who think this is terrible for the culture of NC State football specifically. And yet I talk to you and it's like it's not what you think it is. So what is real and what is not real about parking at PNC Arena and Carter Finley Stadium with this new lease agreement?
4: Well, as I learned today and heard in a earlier press conference, there are 14,000 parking spaces for football games with everything. Okay. We have 4100 spaces on our side, the restaurant, NC State stadium side or or the State Fair grounds or other uh, satellite uh, areas. We have intentionally, any development that occurs out there is going to be phased in over 20 years. Okay. I mean, NC state is going to know when things are moving. We're hopeful that the development will occur in other areas of the arena, but we're still working through what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the cool things that the owners agree to do is dedicate five acres that will never have any development on it whatsoever. And it'll be programmed for a dedicated tailgating spot. That yeah, makes sense. Either old Miss style, which was where I went to law school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen that. I know what that feels like. You're it's talking about the Grove. Correct. It's yeah. incredible. And, you know, so everyone's space just doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to take time. I think the 23 season is going to be fine. I think the 24 season is going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, the the hysteria around this, I, I get it. I mean, p- the fans are passionate. I'm a state fan. I mm-hmm. understand. I've also had my tailgating spot moved three times since I've been a season ticket. Holder. Okay. I, it's okay. I mean, you have to. It's weird how you choose parking now, but I, I manage. Mm-hmm. I'm also turning 56 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think in 20 years I'm going to be tired of tailgating, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I might want to pull into a hotel or a Makes restaurant sense. and have a different experience. Or the sports book.
1: I was going to say pour one out for the old TX lot. Now right. that I'm thinking about it, everybody that's all, says that. Right. That's all. That's all. part. I mean, that's where I tailgated right. back right. in the day. Um, so I, I guess that's the, the the part that you're referencing is. I'm kind of in the same boat too. I I don't, I'm not a season ticket holder at any place. I'll just kind of dabble and go to games. And what I've noticed at Carolina, what I've noticed at Duke is that they've done really good jobs with what is called activation. Mm -hmm. All right. And state has its own activation because the tailgating culture is taken over. Now I will maintain that tailgating culture at NC state is a relatively new thing. We're talking about 20 years old or so, because it didn't exist when I was at NC state from 97 to 01. It really got going. Once Chuck Amato became the head coach and Phillip Rivers was doing his thing. And, you know, basketball was kind of in a weird spot and right. people gravitated towards football. But I look at these activations and I think to myself as an older person with kids that doesn't have all day, I would spend more time at sure. events like this, like you would at UNC or what you would do at Duke. So I, I feel like this is a good thing, especially when you want to make the area a 365 day a year place to hang out. More shows, more things to do, more restaurants in an area of Raleigh that is so underutilized as more and more people come to the area. This seems like a no brainer to me.
4: Well, the the thing that it's going to do, it's going to transform the area. Yeah, and I still think that football and tailgating is going to be just fine. You're going to want to go there before a game. You're going to want to go there, stay there after a game, mm-hmm. and you'll. It's going to help with traffic issues. I, it, it, it does, There's really no downside to it, other than getting used to something you're not currently used to. Fair, and that happens all the time in Raleigh. Anyone who's lived here the last thirty years has has suffered through that. I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. If, you know. Where I'm from, my town's dying. I was a growth guy when I was on the city council. And to me, I said this today in the press conference, I think this is the greatest thing that happened to West Raleigh since NC State decided to locate a university there in the 1880s. Uh, it's it's going to really change that whole that whole area for the better of everyone who uses that facility. And it's not just NC State. Mm-hmm. It's not just Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, you know, my wife and daughter went to the Lizzo concert. There's six very diverse concerts in september yes i mean you know our tom and if one thing he's done really really well is he's ex- explored how we need more great concerts mm-hmm. and he has de- delivered like a man i mean
1: and that's part of the deal that seems to be lost in all this we're we're caught up on restaurants uh, places to hang out uh, hotels office space etc i know there's uh Basically, lower-income housing that's tied into this, which is a good a good thing. Workforce housing. Workforce housing. Thank you. So, I am curious about the concert venue because there seems to be some confusion that Red Hat was always temporary. Mm-hmm. And people forgot that it was temporary because they've done such a great job bringing talent there. Right. You get used to going to shows there and all of a sudden you realize, well, wait a minute, it's already a good spot. It was always temporary. So where does the relocation of Red Hat tie into this indoor facility that is going to be attached to this renovation to PNC Arena?
4: Well, we think that they can coexist. Okay. Uh, Tom, so they're
1: not, these are separate things? They are separate things. Okay, got it. And,
4: and what will be out on our site will be a covered indoor facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I learned today, I heard when Waddell was talking, that it could be more community activation too. Sir, sure. Don't know what that means. But it could also be a beer like festival.
1: League. It could be beer festivals. It could be esports tournaments. It could be Correct. all sorts of stuff that's just too small for the arena the e-sports itself. e
4: is a really big deal right yeah. now. We're having huge ones at the arena uh-huh. at the moment. But you know, Live Nation programs, City of Raleigh, I think Live Nation has a relationship with Dundon, too. Mm-hmm. There, uh, Don said today that we, we are confident that these can coexist in the same space because we turn down so many shows. <laughs> and, and Red Hat is the same way. I mean, you know, the summer is just the summer. I know. Well, Walnut Creek uh, had like five shows in a row the other right. day. I so think Red Hat had two or three in a row. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I think they had a, they had one show last, uh, as of this recording, I think it was a couple of uh turn of the century, emo punk bands, tonight's Queens of the Stone Age, and then they have I some more Kyle shows. I saw Childers
4: out. Sunday night. Oh, so you got the tickets. I did. Oh man.
1: I'm jealous. <laughs> it was hot. Uh, dude, I was
4: looking for secondary <laughs> market tickets it was, for Childers. That no, was insane. Ooh, it was like yeah. 300 bucks. Uh, mine, I think I, we were fairly close, but I could have sold them for about 550. <laughs> So I was glad Crazy. that I got him when I got him. I
1: saw Childers open up for Sturgill right before mm. the pandemic in Asheville. This is before he up, oh,
4: blown up. Man. So, what was wild?
1: I knew this guy was going to be the next big thing because the people who had showed up for Childers left <laughs> before Sturgill Simpson got on stage. I'm like, where are all these people going? Sturgill's, about, people. To, like, what's it? Sturgill's about to melt your face. Right, right. What are you guys missing here? No, they were there for Childers. I went, okay, that's that guy's the next big thing. Sure enough, here he is. So I'm a little, I'm jealous you went to that show. All right. Let's talk timelines. We let's circle back to what you said at the beginning and how things are going to look in the next year, two years, et cetera. We're not getting Fenton 2.0. We're not getting North Hills 2.0 in the next three years. So what is, what is step one for this process?
4: So the first phase he has 20 acres he can develop. Okay. And there are certain milestones that he has to do in order for him to get to phase two. He has to put at least $200 million into the development. He has to have 150,000 office uh, footage, or commercial use, Mm -hmm. 100,000 food and beverage, you know, restaurants, bars, whatever. He has to have a 150 room hotel and 200 residential units, 10% of which must be workforce housing. And for a family of four in Wake County, AMI, 80% uh, is about $91,000 a year. Okay. And he, you know, that was a big deal for the city and the county to get their funding level where it was. Uh, Everybody's talking about the lack of affordability here this is ideally located for anyone who works at bandwidth or HHS or next mm-hmm. hospital that you can actually use existing pedestrian paths, you know, greenways, bike lanes. I mean, it's there. You really can actually walk to work in a location that five years ago, you would say you'd be crazy to think that you could do that. And so the workforce housing component is important and that's throughout the entire project. So over the four five-year term, so 20 years, any residential component that goes in that site must have 10% workforce housing okay. component, which we think is really cool. And to Tom's credit, he agreed very quickly to say that's a, that's a great thing. I want, you know, folks living there that, you know, cops, teachers, mm-hmm. firefighters, et cetera. But every phase is conditioned upon him being successful and in, in hitting those milestones. Then he gets to phase two, which is another 20 acres. Yeah, He has five years to complete. $200 million, and you go down to phase three, phase four. The one difference is in phase three, at the completion of phase three, it'll be 2039. We're going to take a look at the building to see where it is in its lifetime. When the lead, when his 20-year lease ends, the building will be 45 years old. Yeah. So at age 40, we're going to say, hey, is this still a competitive building for the NHL? Is it mm-hmm. competitive for the NCAA? If not, we have options. Okay. We are going to either try to build a new one which at that point in time will probably be one point something billion dollars where we can make renovations to it like we're doing now or we can do nothing. And that's a complete centennial authority call. Okay. We have the, 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 the life of that building is, is in our hands. If we decided to do nothing, he would have the chance to say, okay, I'm going to leave early. I'm leaving my lease term. He could try to relocate. That's a, that's a long time from now though. It's a long time from now. I will not be chairman. Um, I hope I'm still able to go to games.
1: I don't even know if podcasts will still be a thing by <laughs> right. then. We might just be doing holographic shows, you know, right into your retinas. I have Sorry. no idea.
4: Yeah, in your glass. Right, right. Exactly. Just beamed down into our, 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 our Into your portal. consciousness. Right. Yes, right. I
1: mean, I have no idea. Elon
4: Musk will have something like that. <laughs>
1: All right. So, th- th- this basically, things are, as I joked with uh, with Don Waddell earlier, uh, the president and general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, are you going to miss the relocation conversation when Montreal comes to town? <laughs> Every time.
4: I, I will say this. Uh, there was never a threat to me of relocation. Okay. I mean, that's God's honest truth. We had it built into the lease. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this, this one date, September 1, 2023, he could say, I'm out of here. I believe that we made the best lease we could possibly make to keep, you know, this extra five years. And that was reasonable at the time, given what, where everybody was We're in the middle of COVID when we executed the DERN lease, the mm-hmm. extension. I mean, we had no idea what the world was going to look like, you know, two or three years later. But that gave us the breathing space that we need to create this deal, which I think everybody in the community wins. I think NC State wins. I think the Hurricanes win. I think anybody that goes to games wins or the Monster Truck Rally or Disney on Ice. Oh, man. It's, you know.
1: I haven't seen Monster Mutt in a really long time.
4: The rodeo. We're going to start hosting a bunch of rodeos. We'll close on this.
1: I know that Tom Dundon, in our conversations with him, wants another outdoor game. And I know part of this term, this new lease is to get one here sooner than later. I mean, obviously it's not going to happen next year or the next two years, but within five or so, I think Mm -hmm. that was the idea. But he wasn't all that keen on an all-star game last time we talked to him, but an all-star game is tied as an incentive to the completion of these renovations. So was that something that the Canes wanted? Is that something that the city viewed as yet another good economic driver? Because I mean, I remember the all-star game here, what, in 2011, it was was a 20, yeah, it was 2011. It was the year Jacob was born, um, so I mean, I, I thought it was a great time. And downtown Raleigh is vastly different now right. than where it was back in 2011. So, what was the driver on the All Star Game?
4: Well, the All Star Game is conditioned upon the enhancement project being completed. Okay, so I, th- I think it says three years. I think it's completion. within three years of, of the completion. Right. So let's just say six or seven years. I had my in-house lawyer look at the terms. Okay, sheet, so right, yeah. it's good <laughs> for free. I hope. yes of course uh the stadium series however is very different okay that's within five years and that's best efforts i mean i talked to uh tom dundon the monday after the game and it was a really cool conversation Mm -hmm. and this is before we knew what the numbers were you know what the economic impact was and i had just finished watching my video recording of it to see that the media coverage was spectacular oh yeah yeah he definitely wants more Mm -hmm. um we put that in there because we know the benefit. Now the city didn't mandate it, the county didn't mandate it, but we know the economic benefit, and we thought that was also great for our community. We we got word from uh, Mr. Bettman while in Iceland that both are very doable. Okay, so love it. It's absolutely love it's that. It's Really cool. Bring uh, Jeff Skinner back. <laughs> right, Look, it have him drop that first puck. I have no idea. There's, um, you know, there's just there's so much good out there. Uh, NC State wins in this too. I mean, mm-hmm. I I will. Talk to anybody about this at any time, but they really do win on this. uh It's going to be great. It'll be the only school in the ACC that has this type of activation around their stadium. Mm-hmm. And in the world of what we are dealing with in college sports today, you just kind of important. It is kind of yeah, important.
1: It's kind of important where things are headed. So, well, appreciate your time. Thank you as man. always, and congratulations. Thank I know you. this has been uh, this this plane you've been trying to land for a while now, and uh, it finally happened. So now we can move forward with uh, improving the area. It's going to be great. Thank you, John. Big thanks to Philip Isley for hanging out with us here on Ovi's and Julio. I, I tried to do fact fiction with him, man, because there's a lot of people who just think it's going to go one way, but it's not going to really be the case. Tailgating is not going to go away. This is this is great for everybody, including NC State. It's a win modernize. for everyone. It really is. Okay. Yeah. I'm hype about this. It's a win for everybody, man. It's a win for everybody. Kind of like it was a win for everybody in my OG mixtape. While you, were, uh, while you were gone. Wow. We're going
2: we're gonna to do a mixtape here in a second, but Joe's not happy with wow. me. Wow. Joe's not happy with me. Yeah, I thought for sure, if it le- when, you, when I heard the words, if you just tell me the artist, <laughs> in all fairness, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Sergio Simpson. Yeah. And then when I, re- when I heard the lyrics, I was like, yeah, it could be. It could be, maybe. And then when it was Taylor Swift, I'm like, wait a second. You just gave someone the Tumblr for guessing the most popular artist in the world right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Okay, Joe. What could, could work? What? And then I'm like, was it a family member? Or was no. It, was it somebody good? No. Like, I just somebody. knew. I just knew nobody was going
1: to get cruel <laughs> summer. So I'm like, hey, why not? Just give me the artist, and here we are. And uh, I knew you'd get mad because you're super stingy about these breeze through, breeze through uh, mugs. Hey, gotta be man. I got it. You can go get one yourself if you want. Uh, they're twenty bucks. Lifetime refills at breeze through coffee, sodas, all that fun
2: stuff. Drop by any breeze through location uh, to get yours. Yeah, just a quick, just to correct Philip Isley real quick. There's not just a gas station over by the arena. Okay. There's a breeze through. Breeze through, baby. Over by the arena. Get your coffee, get your drinks, get all of your hydration needs over at Breeze through right there on Edwardsville Road. Also, shouts
1: to Butcher's Market. One of the more amusing things that's happened since we've been doing this podcast and we've been talking about Butcher's Market. It's almost like people didn't believe us that we go and we get stuff there. and We think it's delicious.
2: I feel like there's going to be a chapter in Malcolm Gladwell's next book about how great in advertising we are with the Butcher's Market. (laughs) Unbelievable American success story.
1: (laughs) All thanks to our little podcast. Go check out Butcher's Market. They got
2: locations across the triangle. Yeah, they got the meats covered. They're also in Wilmington. Don't forget they're in Wilmington. And now in Wilmington, they're making those steak and cheese sandwiches that we swear by and everyone who has one says oh my goodness you were right so in Wilmington butchers market go check them out and get the steak and cheese we have Patrick in studio
1: to play the mixtape so you like our dorm vibe right
2: it's sweet man I really do like it it's a good aesthetic
1: to, when do we get the loft are we taking a we loft need, from ECU
2: yeah we need one we need one where'd you go to school um w okay Seahawks. Let's and go. you graduated? Yeah, I know. In How? Four they years. exist? No. Yeah, wild. It's I a real know, thing. That's where I should have went to school, but I know I never would have graduated.
1: When UNC idea,
4: Dub? But yeah.
1: no, I, I, if I went to UNC Dub, I would have been like I was already pushing two thirty five when I graduated <laughs> from NC State. I would have been two fifty easily. At UNCW. Just chilling on the beach. Chilling on beach, drinking beer, and the cookout, like, literally right there off of campus. Forget it. It's so hot there. You would sweat it out there. Eh, fair point. That's fair amazing. point. All right, so this is how it's going to work. We have Wade Minter, PA announcer for the Carolina Hurricanes, and he's going to read a lyric. Okay. And you are going to have to tell us what song that is. Okay? Let's do it. All right, you ready? Yep. Here we go.
2: We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a
0: dock, and there they saw a rock. It
4: wasn't a rock.
2: It was? I'm stumped. I don't know this one either. Yeah. We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Yeah. Somebody went under a dock, and there they saw a rock.
0: It wasn't a a rock. It was
1: a rock lobster. What?
2: No, <sighs> no, nah, man. Mm-mm. That was a deep cut. I knew it was some sort of funky song mm-hmm. based on that. But yes, no, Patrick. I'm sorry. It is. You came is. all this way. We have consolations. but for we Bryce. have consolation, <laughs> Brad.
1: We got you a color changing cup.
2: Yeah, we got you some
1: stickers. I don't know, we might even let you get into the secret stash. We shall see. Thanks for coming in, man.
2: Hey, it's been a pleasure.
1: See? I didn't just ask for artists there. Didn't ask for like that was better. Can, like nobody said B fifty twos? That was hard, hard though. What, I mean Rock Lobster. On. Yeah, Rock Lobster was come hard. Come on. Rock Lobster was hard. That's one of my favorite songs though.
2: Right. The extended that's version, one that's definitely one where if you heard it, you'd be like, Oh that rock lobster. But when the
1: lyrics, no. And don't let Duke get in the way of that because I know they play rock lobster at Cameron Indoor. The actual, the the album version where all of a sudden they go into this weird guitar jam freak out and they're making all sorts of weird marine animal noises. Put it in my veins. Absolutely love that song. Absolutely love it. All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Better yet, drop on by They have a fantastic spot in downtown Raleigh and you can get the square. Got to get the square. Someone tweeted to us the square special. It's the best. Good stuff. Absolutely the best. All right, let's go to Bennett. Hey Joe, reading the PNC arena stuff and seeing that they want a concert venue had me wondering is this Dundon, Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina hurricane showing Malik, Stephen Malik, the owner of NCFC, what real money is. Seemed his group had proposed something similar for his failed stadium. Yeah, look, I think you've heard me say this a bunch. There's differences between millionaires and billionaires and there are differences between little b billionaires and capital b billionaires. Uh, there's a difference between Tom Dunn and oh, Tepper. But
2: Yeah, but I don't think he was taking it personal. There's just no new ideas. No. And so, yeah, if you could create some sort of district that would but this attract is concerts as well. I mean, that's the thing.
1: But this is also something that Dundon wanted to do when he bought the team back in 18. Yeah. And I think Fenton probably took some air out of the sales there in Kerry, But there's no reason why Dundon can't do a higher level version or a more luxurious version of what the Fenton and what North Hills is trying to be and everything else. There's room for this stuff. It's completely different usage of that area as well. But there are differences between how millionaires, billionaires and big B billionaires go about this stuff. And a little bit of credit to Tom Dundon because can you imagine David Tepper trying to work this stuff? No <laughs> well, <laughs> he,
2: he, I, yes, I can. He, he'd sign a contract and then back out with
1: team it. might team might be moved somewhere else <laughs> at this point. Uh, from Maxwell, Lamestream media. Oh I like love it. that. Lamestream media is pushing the narrative that Clemson State, UNC, FSU are dooming the conference by preventing expansion, weakening the product. If that were the case, why would football heavy schools like Notre Dame, Miami, Virginia Tech not align with the quote-unquote proud four? I think some of those teams are malleable. Honestly, I think they're malleable. Uh, I know where Clemson and Florida State are coming from, and I know you and I are on the same page when it comes to North Carolina, that in terms of the brands, news for Florida State and Clemson, it's North Carolina that would actually be more desirable to the SEC in the Big Ten than Florida State. State's the interesting one. But I do think there is a conversation to be had about the relationship between Boo Corrigan, the NC State AD, and Bubba Cunningham.
2: Well, don't forget, it's the not UNC just the AD. ADs. It's, it's
1: the chancellors. And the chancellors. Wendy Woodson and Kevin Guskiewicz.
2: It's, it's interesting to me that Duke was not part of that alliance. That was the most notable thing for me. Forever, Duke and Carolina were on the same page. Mm -hmm. Forever. Yes. Does not appear to be the case here. Might might not be the case. And we'll get out of here on this
1: from Unit 2437. Riders on the storm kicking at the teeter this morning. (laughs) Yo, that's like a... That's an existential grocery store banger right there. I I don't know if that's the weirdest grocery store banger I would have heard. Somebody pointed out they heard grateful too old. Dead. No, I'm just saying, like, when you go to the grocery store, you want to, be, you don't want to be thinking about like deep things, man. Maybe a love song, maybe a dance song. Like, if I heard, for instance, if I was, if I was shopping and I heard, um, OVS be shopping. Yeah. If I heard uh, "Against All Odds" by Phil Collins. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe get some tissues. Yeah, I'd be where the Kleenex. Yeah, like I'd be devastated. Hearing that are trying to sell some wine, maybe <laughs> something like that, something like that. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition. We will see you Thursday.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.